What's good, everybody? It's Sean here with Gadget Reason Radio. And if you've been tuning into the station since I started here on Anchor, you've heard me mention quite a few times that um, I want to do something other than just reading you guys off uh, the tech news and talking about uh, the daily tech headlines. So over the past couple of months, I've experimented with a few different ideas, but most of them were just that. They were kind of just experiments for me to try to figure out what the uh, the best format I wanted to, uh, to take. So today, um, I decided I had a couple of things that I really wanted to talk about that don't fall into the category of being necessarily tech headlines or tech news, um, but they're more based around some, um, I guess, important or interesting tech experiences that I have that I think you guys would be interested in. So I decided today would be the best day to launch this new uh, series of segments called The Tech Perspective. And these are going to be just me strictly talking about some key consumer electronics or tech-based experiences that I've had that I think are, are just interesting to anybody who's into tech and technology. So um, let's go ahead and get started with the first thing that I wanted to mention. And I wanted to give you guys an update on what's been happening with me and my experiences with PlayStation View. So if you've been listening to the station since I started here, um, I basically cut, cut my cable ties with Spectrum, which is the, the only cable provider that I'm allowed to have where I live. And uh, I decided to go with uh, PlayStation View as my, my only service provider in terms of getting any kind of live television. And the, the most interesting thing to me was to it was going to be to kind of see how it held up during the thick of the sports season here in the U.S. anyway. And right now we've got the start of the NBA playoffs. We're obviously in the thick of MLB playoff season. And so I'm me being a Yankee fan. Uh, my Yankees are still in it. So uh, I have a lot of interest and excitement there. Um, the NHL season has started and we're obviously in the midst of the NFL season as well. So, um, you know, so far um, I've reported numerous times that my experience with PlayStation View has been nothing short of just awesome. But I had a few funny experiences that happened uh, over the past probably, I guess the past weekend or whatever, basically since the since the MLB playoffs started that I thought were, were really sort of defining moments in what it's like to have PlayStation View and specifically to have any kind of provider that allows you to access all your content no matter where you are. And so... Um, the first scenario that came up that I thought was really sort of indicative of exactly why I'm glad that I have PlayStation View and um, and it worked perfectly. It worked exactly like I would have hoped. And that was on this past Monday. Uh, my New York Yankees were playing the Cleveland Indians. And of course, uh, in, in a scenario that most guys out there that are sports fans can appreciate, my wife decided that on this particular day that we needed to uh, go get a new bed. So we had to go to Nebraska Furniture Mart and shop for a new bed. Now why she felt like this was something that absolutely had to be done this particular Monday is beyond me. But um, if you know my wife, you would know that once she gets an idea in her head, there's really no talking her out of it. So um, off to Nebraska Furniture Mart we went. And this, of course, was in the second inning of the Yankee Cleveland game. So ordinarily, I would have been pretty uh, <laughs> pretty annoyed and pretty frustrated by having to uh, to miss the Yankee game. But obviously, now that I have PlayStation View, I thought, well, great. You know, you can drive and I'll go ahead and just load up PlayStation View and tune into the Yankee game and see how this works out. Um, so I have Verizon. So, you know, my, my LTE speeds are pretty good and pretty consistent. And so on the car ride down to Nebraska Furniture Mart, I watched the, uh, the Yankee game and everything went perfectly fine. When we got there, the Yankees were in the midst of of a good little run uh, they had some men on base and, and a batter was up and so I didn't want to go into the store because I thought for sure as soon as I went in I would lose you know lose service and uh, right, right at some crucial point in the game 
Um, but I stood outside for a few minutes and the inning kind of dragged on and I ended up saying to hell with it, I'll just risk it and see what happens. And I went inside and took the escalator up to the top floor and the entire way through and for the next 45 minutes to an hour that we spent at Nebraska Furniture Mart, I watched you know the next several innings of the Yankee game in full HD, crystal clear picture quality with, with literally not a single hiccup or, or issue. And I couldn't help but think how incredible this was that this would never have been possible with Spectrum. And that's for numerous reasons. Number one is the fact that the Spectrum app is horrible and even though they say you can now watch some of your content when you're away from home, the reality is, is that 95% of all of the content available on the Spectrum app is only available to watch when you're connected to your home's Wi-Fi network. If you leave and you go to any other Wi-Fi network or if you're on your cellular data connection, the content comes up as being blocked and that they don't allow you to, uh, to stream that content outside of your home's network. So I ran into that problem numerous times last year during the NHL playoffs or uh, I think during the NBA playoffs where I couldn't watch basically anything when I was not home, which kind of defeats the purpose. Like if I'm at home, why am I going to watch uh, anything on my little five inch smartphone screen when I have a 70 inch TV sitting in front of me? So I, I thought that was amusing and, and, and rather annoying. So um, so that was kind of one of those those sort of aha moments or, or a really, I guess, a, a justification of my switch to PlayStation View was this is the exact scenario that I was hoping to, to be able to take advantage of. So... Um, that was that was kind of a uh, an interesting experience and i couldn't have imagined that it would have gone as well as it did so that was uh that was the first thing um and then over the weekend there was numerous other times where i found myself either in between um you know going to the gym and working out or, or coaching some classes and um, doing other things where being able to, uh, to to continue to have all that with me um, and be able to watch whatever sporting event, whether it was football or baseball that I was watching, was, was incredibly powerful for me. And um, another scenario that came up that kind of fell along the same lines was that uh, I was actually at the gym working out on uh, over the weekend and you know football's going on or whatever and so i was watching the uh i had nfl red zone on while i was working out and kind of listening to and, and and sort of peeking over and looking at the games while i was working out and afterwards i came home to take a shower and you know my giants were playing unfortunately uh, that was a disaster of a day but uh i wanted to be able to continue to watch the giant game while i was uh, jumping in the shower so being that my iphone is waterproof i just uh set it up on a stand in in my shower and uh was able to watch the game while i was while i was finishing up taking my shower and getting dressed and all that and then immediately went downstairs and just switched over to uh casting it to my my 70 inch tv so it was an incredibly seamless experience from the gym to my house to the shower and then back to the living room where basically my TV or, or in this case the Giants game was just following me around kind of like magic and uh, you know that was just uh, again a really great justification of my decision to switch to PlayStation View and so I thought that that was pretty cool and I thought that was something that I would share with you guys today so um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, the Apple Watch Series 3 with LTE connectivity uh, and both of mine, mine and my wife's finally came yesterday. So I wanted to give you guys a quick little, I guess, um, snapshot or, or my first impressions of the Apple Watch 3. So we'll talk about that in the next segment here.
Okay, so my Apple Watch Series 3 with LTE, that's an important distinction to make because obviously, if you're not aware, the Apple Watch 3 does come in a non-LTE version. Obviously, the version that has cellular connectivity that can free you from being tied to your phone is kind of the, the I guess, the most important part or, or the most talked about part of the Apple Watch Series 3. So I think it can easily get forgotten or, or uh, misunderstood that there is a version of the Apple Watch 3 that does not have LTE connectivity. So uh, my wife and I decided to buy the versions that did have the ability to connect via you know a wireless network without being connected to your phone. And they came yesterday. And I can tell you that uh, the first impressions I have of the Apple Watch 3 with LTE are, are this. Number one, the speed difference with which everything happens on the new processor that's in the latest version of the Apple Watch is incredible. Um, one of my biggest complaints with the first couple of goes with the Apple Watch were just that, that apps and, and setup and boot up times, everything that you had to do that required any processing on the Apple Watch was pretty slow and cumbersome, and it really took a lot away from the experience. Um, using some specific apps that I had really hoped to be able to use on my Apple Watch um, was just you know, super slow, super just unenjoyable experience. And it got to the point where I really just stopped using it for that. Um, as of the last probably four to six months, the only thing I can say I consistently use my Apple Watch for was controlling music um, when I have my, my phone connected to the speaker system at my gym um, and for notifications like email, text messages, maybe some Instagram stuff. And, and then really my stopwatch and, and some workout stuff. So, uh, you know, I just really found myself using it uh, as more of just an updated notification device than it really was for anything else. Now, the new version is incredibly fast. Everything from setting up the watch to launching apps for the first time was super snappy. And one of the small little things that I happen to notice is even just um, entering in your passcode to unlock the watch. Uh, it has a new little sort of bubble animation where the, the number that you're pressing kind of expands a little bit to make sure you see exactly what you're pressing. And there's a sound notification also tied to the haptic feedback of the button press. So it's a slight distinction, but it definitely made putting in my passcode feel a little bit more accurate and a little bit more um, I just felt more confident in the in the types that I was putting in. So, um, but getting into the thick of the actual watch, there's there's quite a few apps that I had originally had high hopes for when it came to the Apple Watch because they just kind of make sense. And one of those apps is Wonderlist. And so I've been using Wonderlist on all my various versions of iPhones and, and smartphones for a while. And it's just an easy, convenient way for me to keep lists of things that I need to get done throughout the day into different categories, as well as my wife and I using it to keep different grocery lists updated um, when we run out of things around the house. So we have three shared grocery lists, one for each of the different grocery stores. Uh, I don't know about you, but um, like a lot of people, my wife and I don't get everything at one store. So we have, uh, you know, we go to Whole Foods for certain items. We go to our main grocery store, which is Market Street for a lot of items. And then we go to Costco for the bulk stuff. And so we have three separate grocery lists in Wonderlist. And when they're shared lists, so anytime she adds something, um, I get a notification that it was added and vice versa. So that way throughout the week when we run out of items, we can either one of us can add it to the list and we're not doubling up and, and you know, sort of repeating the same items. The other nice thing is that when we're at the store and you check these items off the list as you're shopping, you know, they get deleted from the list on both, on both, um, um, you know, both persons view. So my, my view of, of Wonderlist and hers. Now, 
You know, for something like Wonderlist, you know, the idea of being able to have access to my grocery list while I shop without having to carry my phone in my hand, freeing my hands for actually doing the shopping was something that I thought would be really useful. Unfortunately, on the original Apple Watch, Wonderlist was so unbearably slow that it was basically all but unusable. And so I never really used it. Well, the first thing I did when we set up the new Apple Watches was kind of fire up Wonderlist to see because that was just something I knew I would have an immediate comparison as to how much faster the processor was. And Wonderlist is an absolute joy to use now on the Apple Watch. So uh, it opened quickly, navigating through the different lists was really snappy and uh, you know, adding or deleting, or I should say deleting, checking off an item was instantaneous. As soon as I tapped it, uh, you know, the little line uh, went through the, the words and, and it removed that item from the list. Uh, before it was just so unusable that it was frustratingly slow and and uh, I just didn't use it so that was kind of a good indicator of what I thought I could expect from the speed of the Apple Watch 3 with its new processor and all that so everything else about the watch feels pretty much the same with the exception of obviously that that aforementioned LTE connectivity so after setting up the watch, one of the first things I did was obviously send my wife out to walk the dogs and leave her phone behind. And we tested out you know, a quick phone call as well as sending back and forth some text messages. And it all worked perfectly fine. I know there's been some reports of connectivity issues with the uh, LTE connection and switching between Wi-Fi. Um, we didn't experience any of that, but obviously it's only been you know 24 hours. So I'll keep you guys updated as we have more time with those. But um, first, first impressions were it worked exactly as advertised. The next thing that I wanted to try out was I basically just put my phone into um, airplane mode so that only my watch was was accessible to the network and I kind of just played around for a little while sending a few text messages doing some Siri commands um, unlocking my front door with my smart lock without having my phone connected at all and everything that I tried worked exactly as you would expect so so far so good um, and that brings me to what I think may be the biggest problem or the biggest sort of uh uh, I guess point of contention that people are going to have with having the new version that does have the ability to connect without a phone and that simply is how much access is Apple going to give to developers and how much effort are developers going to put into creating apps that can take advantage of this new feature. I've been interested in smartwatch tech for a while, ever since the original Moto 360 came out and Android Wear was a thing, and you know, the original uh, Apple Watch, obviously. So I've tried them all, and one of the big problems that has consistently been an issue across the board is the fact that developers haven't put that much effort, or enough effort in my opinion, into the smartwatch companion apps that go along with the, the apps that they develop for the smartphones. So they put a lot of time and effort into making these great, these great apps for the iPhone or for the Android marketplace, and then when it comes to actually the companion app that you can use for the actual watch, they either kind of just slap it together or there's just too many limitations in the case of Apple as to what Apple allows you to have access to and different functions and APIs that you can use to interact with. So um, what I'm hoping to see is that now that the Apple Watch Series 3 has a more powerful processor, it has more storage on board, and obviously has LTE connectivity, that Apple's going to allow a lot more functions to be uh, accessible to developers. But I have concerns because even as Apple announced the iPhone uh, 8 and the Apple Watch 3, 
One of the things that I noticed they kept mentioning was the specifics around using Apple Music to listen to you know, music on your Apple Watch when you were untethered from your phone. And they made a point numerous times. Now, obviously my first impression was, okay, well, this is Apple's product. Of course, they're not gonna advertise, you know, for, for example, something like Spotify. But it got to the point where it was so glaringly obvious that I feel like they're sort of hinting at the fact that only Apple Music is going to be accessible via the Apple Watch. And if that's the case, even for a short period of time, that's that's going to be a huge knock against Apple because many people out there don't use Apple Music. I understand that it's grown in popularity this last year and um, it has a lot more content and a lot more people are subscribing to it. But the truth is, is that I would say an overwhelming percentage of the population still prefers Spotify. And, you know, for me, I just, the idea of going back to managing my music through Apple and iTunes and Apple Music um, is not something I'm interested in. I have a ton of playlists and a ton of time invested in how I've curated the music that I listen to through Spotify. And, you know, if Spotify cannot be used on the Apple Watch, you know, away from my phone, then it doesn't, that's just not going to be the music feature of the Apple Watch is not going to be something that I'm really going to take advantage of. The other thing is that there's things like podcasting apps, for example. So the Apple Watch currently does not have a single app that can function as a standalone podcast app. So you can't even um, sync and save for offline listening anything related to podcasts on an Apple Watch. So that's another point of frustration for a lot of people. And it really takes away from some of the usability of having something like a watch that you can use completely um, untethered and, and, and separated from your smartphone. Now, in the past, there's been another issue with watchOS in general, and that is the fact that um, the way that the watchOS is set up, there's no accessibility to a music track or to listening to anything when you're outside of the app. In other words, if I were to be in Apple Music and I'm listening to music on my Apple Watch, but I close Apple Music, go back to my Apple Watch uh, home screen or go into say check a text message or an email, the music can't play in the background. And so, you know, obviously I'm sure that this is partially due to things like battery life and also just processing power but in the case of you know being able to stream music completely um, independent of your phone this is kind of something that would be really annoying imagine you're somebody who gets a lot of emails or text messages throughout the day and you know you're you're listening to music on your apple watch and every single time you check a text message or an email your your music stops things like that could be really annoying and really limiting and could really limit the the i guess usefulness or the experience so um, these are some concerns I have about the Apple Watch. Obviously, it's early days here, and Apple's, the, Apple themselves still has not released the update for Apple Music that allows for listening via LTE. So um, it's going to be a little while before we really get to the, to the true test of how this all works. But initial impressions are it is really great to, to be freed from your phone, even if it's just for a few minutes. So going and walking the dogs or going on a quick run. Um, just doing kind of anything where I would normally want to just snatch my phone off the table as I'm walking out the door just in case something important happened. It's really nice to know that uh, now I can you know, just leave without my phone or if I forget my phone by, by chance, I'm not going to be completely disconnected and unavailable like in the case of an emergency or something like that. So I'll give you guys more updates on the Apple Watch experience as I have a little bit more time to really get to the meat of its functions and kind of experience some of the other new functions to the Apple Watch like the new workout functions as well as the new heart rate monitor um, and all the other features. So 
that's uh, that's pretty much it for today's tech perspective. Uh, if you guys have any comments or questions about any of the topics I mentioned, um, leave me a comment or feel free to call into the station and ask your questions there as well. But otherwise, that's going to do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.